Good morning, Murray Hills, and happy Memorial Day to you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's live stream. If you're watching that little number in the upper left-hand corner, I'm sure our viewership is down uh, this Sunday. It's a holiday weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful outside, and we've been cooped up in our homes for 12 weeks. So I'm sure there's a few of us who are out and about this weekend and not able to join us at 930 on the live stream. I do hope those people will watch it later on recording because what I'm going to share today is a very important message. I'm going to share at the end of this message our reopening plans for next Sunday, May 31st. And that's important because some of you are waiting on those plans to determine whether or not you'll be here next Sunday on the 31st. Uh, a few weeks ago, I did a little informal poll through Murray Hills Family, our, our Facebook group. And I just asked, you know, where are you at with COVID? Where are you going to be when the, when the church reopens things for in-person services? And I learned that we're split pretty evenly into three different groups. There's a third of us that are raring to go. I mean, we are ready to get out. And as soon as in-person services resume, we'll be there. No matter what the situation, we'll be there. I'll see you guys next Sunday. There's another third of us that say, it's just a little early. I don't, you know, I'm going to hang out online just a little bit longer until things settle down just a little bit. And that's perfectly all right. I'll see you next Sunday online. There's another third of us that say, I don't know what to think. I, the situation changes every single day. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to hang out and watch this thing and wait and try to see where things are going before I make any kind of decision. So you may see me Next Sunday, you may see me in June. You may see me in July. It may be August. I just don't know. And I understand that. If there's one thing we've learned during all of this situation with COVID, it's that things can change. Things will change. It's why we have to remain flexible and patient. And we have to continue to extend grace to one another. People are all across the board when it comes to reopening plans. There's all kind of opinions as to what somebody should do. There are all kind of opinions about what businesses and governments should do, as to what churches should do. So we have to extend grace to one another. Don't let this divide us. Let's extend grace and let's give each other the benefit of the doubt that we're all doing what we feel is best for us at the time. And that's what I'm gonna tell you about today. I'm gonna tell you what Murray Hills feels is best for us to do at this time as we reopen things next Sunday. But first, I wanna preach a little because a message that just goes over the reopening plans is not a sermon, that's an announcement. So I'm gonna save the announcement for the end of the service. I wanna share a little bit of inspiration from God's word first. And to do that, we're gonna to go to um, one of my favorite books in the Old Testament. It's the book of Nehemiah, and I'm calling the message Rebuilding. Now, we just got done with a series where uh, we emphasized the difference between books belonging to the Old Covenant and books belonging to the New Covenant. And I said several times during that last series, while the Bible is equally inspired, it is not equally applicable or binding. And I was trying to make a distinction between laws belonging to the Old Covenant and laws belonging to the New Covenant. And I absolutely think that's an important distinction for us to make and for Christians to understand. However, I don't want you to misunderstand. I don't want you to think that I was saying the Old Testament is of no value to us today. There's a lot of value in the Old Testament. The Old Testament enriches and informs our understanding of the New Testament. 
It uh, tells us more about the nature of God. It tells us about the love of God and the incredible lengths that He will go to to rescue and redeem His people. It tells us more about the mercy and the justice of God. It tells us how people historically have responded to God. And there's a lot of great principles in the Old Testament. And that's why the book of Nehemiah is one of my favorite books. It is a story with some great leadership principles, especially during times of uncertainty. And I think Nehemiah has a lot to say about the current situation that we find ourselves in. All right, we are entering a season, our entire country is entering a season of rebuilding. We have been in a season of exile. The last 10 or 12 weeks, we've been told, stay at home. And in that time period, our schedules got cleared, our calendars emptied, there were no sports, there were no movies, there were no concerts, uh, school was suspended, all large gatherings were canceled. We didn't go out to eat anymore. We didn't drive into the office anymore. Some of us barely left our house in that season. And now we're getting ready to kind of come out of that just a little bit. We're slowly coming out of that into a season of rebuilding. And that includes the rebuilding of our businesses, the rebuilding of our careers, the rebuilding of our routines, our daily habits, our worship, basically our lives in general. And as I reflect on all of that, I, I hope we've learned something in our season of exile. Uh, for one, we've learned how to adapt because we had to. We were forced to adapt. We had no choice. And I would never say that the pandemic was a blessing. But I would say there are some blessings that came out of it, meaning that uh, my family and I got to spend more time together. Uh, all of my kids were home together for the first time in a long time. We cooked more meals together than the first time in a long time. I got a lot of stuff done around the house. I got an opportunity to read more. I got an opportunity to exercise more. I had more time for study and sermon prep. And I had to learn how to reprioritize some things. I had to really think through what's really important here and what's not all that important. And I'll give you a quick example. For me, the spring is all about softball. Uh, if you guys know me for the last seven years, from February to May, my life revolves around softball. I spend three to four hours a week at the field and three to four nights a week at ball games. And suddenly with COVID, that all went away. I mean, just snap of a fingers, it's gone. My entire routine was disrupted. What I normally did in the summer, I could normally no longer do. It was gone. And that took some adjustment. That took some, some getting used to. I basically had to learn how to change the way I do spring. I had to learn a new normal. Uh, and I had to really think through, you know, hey, what's most important here? What are the, the most essential things for us? And uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. I hope you saw that reflected in the last series I did. Because for me, the entire Irresistible series became about how do we make Jesus the central focus of our church? How do we make his resurrection the thing that, that we emphasize and we rally around? And how do we make his command to love each other as the supreme command for Murray Hills? I want to see Jesus high and lifted up in this church because I think that is essential. I want to be known for Jesus and his love for others more than I want to be known for all the other things church is typically known for. So that's kind of some of the stuff I learned in the season of exile. In the season of rebuilding, I hope there are some lessons for us as well. 
And this is where I think the book of Nehemiah might be able to help us. It's, it's a great story. Uh, I'm going to summarize it for you and share just one of the principles out of it. But I would encourage you to read this book sometime this week. Uh, I think you'll get a lot out of it. It's 13 chapters. It's not going to take you long to read it. I would skip the list and the hard to pronounce names and just, just read the story and the principles that you see in the book of Nehemiah. Here's a quick summary of it. Uh, around 550 BC, the Babylonians invaded Judah, which was the southern kingdom of Israel, and they destroyed the city of Jerusalem. They uh, ripped down the city walls. They destroyed the temple. They killed a lot of the priests and Levites, and they marched the rest of the people into exile. Generations later, the people were still in exile. Uh, the city is still in ruins, and the Jewish people are a defeated people. And this is the news that Nehemiah's brother brings to him. Nehemiah serves as the cupbearer to the foreign king. And he brings him this news that the city of Jerusalem and its walls still lie in ruin. And Nehemiah wept over the situation. He prayed over it and he sought God's guidance. He sought vision for this. And one day while he was performing his duties for the king, the king noticed that he was upset. And so he said, Nehemiah, what's wrong? And Nehemiah told him, you know, my, the city that I love lies in ruins and my people are in exile. And the king asked him, well, what do you want to do? And Nehemiah said, I want to rebuild it. And so the king said, go. And that's what he did. It took a whole lot of prayer and faith and focus for Nehemiah to get to that point. It took a lot of patience for Nehemiah to get to the point of asking the king if he could rebuild the walls. And then once he started, once the king gave his permission, it took a lot of vision and determination and focus to see it through. Some of my favorite parts of this story begin in chapter 4. Now, there was opposition to Nehemiah's plans. Some of the opposition came from the outside. Some of the opposition came from the inside. Some did not like the fact that Nehemiah was starting to rebuild the walls. Does that sound familiar? And some didn't like the way he was going about it in the first place. So uh, when he heard about this opposition and people were complaining about it, some internally, some externally, when he heard about it, chapter 4, he responded. In verse 14, it says, As I looked things over, and this is from the voice of Nehemiah explaining this, As I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and their homes. Verse 16, from that day on, half of my men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. And those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon with the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. In other words, as he began the process of rebuilding, when he faced opposition, he had to adapt his plan in order to respond to the threats. And the work kept going. They trusted God. They kept their focus on him. And they fought for their families. I love what he says there at the beginning there as he, as he assessed the situation. He said, we're going to have to adapt our plans, but don't be afraid. Put your trust in God and keep fighting for your families. 
You know, like I said, there's been some good that's come out of this situation. There's been some good of being forced to stay home and forced to kind of disrupt our normal routines. We reconnected with our families in some sense during that time. And I want to encourage you not to give that up when things return to normal. Some of us don't need to return to normal. Some of us don't need to return to the routines and habits we were in before all this hit because they weren't healthy for us. They weren't working for us. And so we need to reprioritize some things. We don't need to go back to the way we were doing it. We need to make our families a priority. And we need to make our faith a priority. So I want to encourage you, don't lose that when it comes back. Let's stay focused on the task at hand. And that's the second response of Nehemiah that to his opponents that I've always loved. It's in chapter 6. And um, what happens here is his opponents want to talk to him. And they don't want to talk to him because they want to reason with him. They want to stall him. They think if we can just get him to talk, maybe we'll stall this project long enough and they'll get tired of rebuilding the wall and um, all this stuff will stop. And so they reach out to him. I think this is verse 2, somewhere in there. They say, hey, you know, come meet with us, Nehemiah. We want to talk to you. And verse 3, it says, I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent a message, hey, come talk to us, Nehemiah. And four times he sent back and he said, I'm rebuilding. I don't have time to come down and talk to you. The fifth time they made some accusations against Nehemiah that were not true. And he says this in verse 8, I sent them this reply, nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are making it up out of your head. And they were trying to frighten us, thinking that their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. Do you hear his focus? Do you hear his determination? He is so focused on the task at hand. He's, when people complain against him, he's not going to let that distract him. When people disagree with the way he's going about that, he's not going to let that distract him. When people want him to stop the work that he's doing, he's not going to let that distract him. He's praying to God, just strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands. Help me to fight for my family and to fight for my faith. And that's our prayer. I feel that that's the prayer we should have going into this. That's what it's going to take in this season of rebuilding. Whether you're rebuilding your career or you're rebuilding your business or you're rebuilding your family, stay focused and stay faithful. There will be people who want to sidetrack you. There will be people that don't disagree, that disagree about the way you're going about it. There will be people that want to complain about it. Just stay focused and stay faithful and pray that God would strengthen your hands. They're telling us the season of rebuilding is probably going to be longer than the season of exile. I mean, that's, I keep hearing that over and over, like it's going to take us a long time to recover from this. So keep asking God to strengthen your hands and don't get distracted in the work before you. And I believe that he will do that. So I'm praying for you as you rebuild whatever it is that you need to rebuild, whatever's been lost during COVID, I'm praying as you start to rebuild that. And I'm praying for you as you start to fight for whatever was gained, the good that came out of it. You fight for that to keep that in your lives and not just go back to life as it was before, but to use this as an opportunity to, to focus more on the things that matter most. I want to pray for you about that, and uh, then after that, I'll share Murray Hill's plans. But let me, let me say a word of prayer for you. 
Father, I want to thank you for this church and their faithfulness and their commitment to generosity and their commitment to serve others. I'm thankful for all the ways in which the people in this church have been checking up on one another and serving one another and, and just, just being the body of Christ. I'm thankful to be at a place like this. And I know that we face some challenging days ahead. I know that there's an excitement to returning, but there's also some worry and some fear about what the future holds. I know we got members who uh, lead small businesses or you know, lead, are involved in schools or company, whatever it is, and they're nervous. Like, how's, what are the long-term effects of this? How's this going to impact me? How's this going to impact my, my job or my family or my kids? And just help us stay focused on the task at hand, to not get sidetracked, uh, to not get distracted. And God, we just pray that you would strengthen our hands. I pray that for us as a church. I pray that for us individually. Just strengthen our hands as we rebuild things. And I pray that the number of cases of COVID in this county continue to, to decrease. I pray that in the state and the country, they decrease. Uh, people don't go into the hospital. People don't suffer anymore uh, related to this. I pray that things continue to improve and restrictions continue to lift so that we can get back to uh, some sense of what we had before while keeping the things that we gained during the shutdown. So I pray all these things, uh, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, let's talk um, our plan.